Foolish boy. Don't you know anything about Fantasia? It's the world of human fantasy. Every part, every creature of it, is a piece of the dreams and hopes of mankind. Therefore, it has no boundaries. But why is Fantasia dying, then? Because people have begun to lose their hopes and forget their dreams, so the nothing grows stronger. What is the nothing? It's the emptiness that left. It's like a despair destroying this world, and I've been trying to help it. But why? Because people have no hopes are easy to control, and whoever has the control has the power. Who are you, really? I am the servant of the power behind the nothing. I was sent to kill the only one who could have stopped the nothing. I lost him in the swamps of sadness. His name was Atreyu. If I were about to die anyway, I'd rather die fighting. Come for me, Gamork! Ah! <laughs> Welcome to the Fluent Nerd, a not-so-serious discussion on all things nerdy. I'm Z. I'm Neil. This is the show where we discuss our love-hate relationship with the most famous and infamous franchises, movies, shows, and games in the nerd world. This week we're talking about... Never-ending story! You do so much singing. It's because I like singing. Tell me about the never-ending story. Yeah, well, first thing But you have a finite amount of time to describe a never-ending story. Go. I was going to say, firstly, (laughs) it's never-ending, so it's going to keep on going. And it's a story, and... Keep on keeping on. It's a story about imagination, and at some point gets imagination. <laughs> if you sing it in the right way, you get to imagination land or Fantasia, as we come to find out. Isn't that um, what Michael Jackson's <clears throat> basement was called? He <laughs> Fantasia. It's also full of little boys. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <clears throat> Skiing on past that one. Our story begins uh, of Bastion. Weirdest name for a kid, by the and way. His dad who eats raw eggs mixed with orange juice. Can I just say I spent way too much time thinking about that? Oh, um, weird. Because and and I literally even Googled was that normal? Apparently it was normal. Um, but <laughs> apparently well, we learned that Bastion's mom had died. We don't know when or how or her name or her name. It's Moonchild. Possibly Moonchild. Spoiler. Um. But, uh, yeah, his dad's like, hey, kid, you're like, you know, it's obviously... He's like, stop being sad, you little fuck. Yeah, it's super obvious <laughs> that the dad is super detached and was, like, fully dependent upon the his wife to parent, which I think was very common in the 80s. Yeah. Um, Throughout most of history, probably. Probably, yeah. Um, yeah, that probably would have been my childhood. Um, <laughs> actually, I have brothers. Um, love you, dad. And... <laughs> Like your dad's ever going to listen to this. Right. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, he is like, apparently he's not paying attention to school. His teachers are worried about him. And he's walking to school because it's back when you walk to school. And he get, runs into his bullies. And his bullies throw him into a dumpster. And then he get out of the dumpster. And the kids are like, you didn't get, you, you told you to get out of the dumpster. And they're going to put him in it again. And he runs into this weird bookstore. And this old man, I say old man, what is he, in the 50s? 50s? He was old. Yeah. Old. He was old. He was screaming at him like, oh, the arcade's down the street. And he goes, no, this story has has consequence. You, you're you not good enough to read this story. And of course- You can't he, read this. And it makes him want to read it more. Yes. Of so he steals the book 
and he gets to school, finds out he has... Also, no consequences for his theft, which is weird for an 80s movie trying to teach you a story, a plot, trying to teach you something. Well, I kind of got the idea that the the guy almost wanted him to. Don't victim blame. No, 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 because when you look... (laughs) Wow. Wow, that came out of nowhere. blaming. No, I think the guy... The story's obviously magical. Uh Uh-huh. And it needed a human child to save. Or the kids just went fucking crazy from being bullied. I mean, we'll get into that in your section. Yeah. (laughs) The plot of this is he starts reading the book, and it's about Fantasia and how it's the nothingness is consuming Fantasia, the fantasy world. Um, They all go to the ivory tower where they're going to the childlike empress, and they find that she's deathly ill, and that is tied to the nothingness. They call it Treyu. Uh... A warrior of the Plains people, I think that's what he was. He yeah, was. he hunted buffaloes. Yeah, he hunted the purple buffalo. <laughs> um, you skipped over the, the rock-eating dude. I mean, kind of. It's not really plot-intensive. Sh- 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 yeah, it is, because it comes back in the last ten minutes, remember? Just Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, There's a giant that eats rocks. He's a rock as well. There's an Oompa Loompa and a cool top hat. And a racing who snail. Who has a racing snail. <laughs> And there's a goblin who rides on a... A stupid bat. A bat? Yeah. They, only call, they ever only call him a stupid bat. Um. Anyway, they all run to the ivory tower where the guy who takes care of the empress, I guess, tells everyone about it. The guy it. from um, it was episode one or two, who's like, we have to save the Wookies. It's that guy. <laughs> he looks a lot like him. Kiati Mundi. Yeah, that's it. I couldn't remember his name. Wow. No, you would. How the fuck did I get that from what you just said? Fucking dweeb. <laughs> but what about the Detroit attack on the Wookies? In any case, <laughs> try to like empress. We must save the Wookies. Which, as we learned at the end of the movie, Wookiees are probably a part of Fantasia because Fantasia is simply all of human a- humans' imagination, humanity's imagination. imagination. And it was in the eighties, just after Star Wars came out. So, do you know what year Star Wars came out? Because Return of the Jedi came out in the eighties. Yeah, eighty four. Wookiees were yeah, but Star Wars one came out in seventy nine. Mm-hmm. So actually, it was that was a Star thing. Wars four. Yeah, it was a thing, asshole. Regardless, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Where but was I? You can't even do time stuff because it's a never-ending story. Thus, it's they cyclical. get Atreyu, <laughs> <laughs> and Atreyu is sent on a mission to find a cure for the princess, the empress. Excuse a new me. name. He doesn't know that yet, right? But that's what he finds out. And he goes, "You can't bring your weapons or anything for some fucking reason." This is and, bullshit. And he runs off to find the ancient one in the swamps of something. He's trying to find like the Shell Mountain, which we find out later. The swamps of sorrow. Swamps of sorrow. Is that really what it was just called? Yeah. <laughs> not a lot of allegory not there. in my notes uh, and Atrax his horse he gives up to the sorrow and sinks into the fucking swamp yep in that scene that everyone remembers wrong he's dead Jim everyone thinks he's yelling Atreyu no Atreyu is his name the horse has yelled Atrax now Atreyu's name does get yelled a few times in this movie but that's the scene everyone applies it to because it's one of the saddest parts of the fucking movie and it's like 15 minutes in and dear god this movie <laughs> Makes you sad. It is a sad movie. It made me sad. It is very sad. And if you want tears, watch this movie. Um, no, the movie Click is sad. This movie's not. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Click is a very sad movie. Anyway, he finds the Ancient One, which is a giant old tortoise who knows what he needs to do, but doesn't care. Well, you understand the symbolism behind that, right? Go ahead and tell me. Like, there's several cultures that believe the whole world is on the back of a giant yeah. tortoise. And well, a lot of Native American cultures believe that. And mm-hmm. some overs, like, in other countries believe it, too, which is weird. It's one of those common creation myths. Hmm. So, it would make sense that he has the wisdom. Interesting. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but the ancient one says, oh, you know, you could find the cure, but I don't really care to give it to you. But I also don't care if I don't. So it's in this place. It's 10,000 miles away. You'll never get there. You <laughs> suck. Goodbye. <laughs> and I'm allergic to you. Go away. Yeah. Which in that scene, I got a lot of weirdly Jurassic Park vibes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> With a sneezing giant lizardy like creature. I say not lizard. He even says clever boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's running through the swamps. This weird wolf-like creature is chasing after him. And then Falcor, the luck dragon, saves him at the last minute. And the kid... Oh, also, yeah, this is in the book. The kid, I forgot because you threw me off. Uh, he's reading this book. He got to school, realized there was a math test going on. So he's like, fuck that. <laughs> and he goes into the attic where he found a key to... And this creepy old school attic where he just reads the book. So that's where it he has is random taxidermy wolf movie. heads and cool shit. Yes. It's like the coolest attic ever. That's like pretty much the aesthetic the I try to create from my ever. house. It's the creepiest fucking attic I've ever seen. Yeah, it's the aesthetic I want from my house. It's you're getting there. It looks haunted. <laughs> yeah. Um so in the story, or is it the other story, which we find later, super meta, um, but uh, he runs. Falcor takes him ten thousand miles. You fucking distract me. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> you threw me off, and you fucking god damn it. He gets to this place where he needs to go. Apparently, like the gates of something. I can't even fucking remember. Mordor. <laughs> I can't carry you, Trey. You. Oh, I can't god. carry the ring, Trey. You, but I can carry you. Anyway, he meets this like eccentric scientist dude. We're getting like Princess Vi- Princess Bride vibes from this scene as well. I don't know why. There's because there's an old guy and his crone wife, and they help uh, science the of. science the plot forward. I guess that's it's just and they were in a small little hut cave okay, thing, right. so it just kind of yeah. Anyway, I got um, a lot of Yoda vibes from the hut cave, and then facing your fears and such. I can't, I think what it is it's just part of the hero's tale. Mm. Hero's part of journey. the tale it is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the gates block anyone who's not worthy. Gatekeeping. I don't get the joke you're trying to get you at. You wouldn't. Keep going. <laughs> it's very woke. You're so not woke that you're basically in a coma. God damn it, see. <laughs> Fuck you. Proceed. <laughs> I don't even want to anymore. <laughs> I quit the podcast. I'm asleep. <laughs> uh, he makes it through the gates, not surprisingly. Uh, but then the scientist guy said, wait, I didn't tell him about the second gate and talks about how you must What's about face- second gate? <laughs> <laughs> I've never had you actually hit your head on the mic in, in frustration until now. Achievement unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> it's cause we're in your house today and it's like haunted. Yes. <laughs> your power. You have no power here. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> Uh, where was I? And then he saves the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he sees the gate, sees, um, also like in a number of parts, uh, Bastion is like screamed at one point and they heard it. He looks into the mirror, Atreyu looks into the mirror and sees Bastion sitting in the attic. So obviously they're connected. Um, eventually, uh, Fantasia just dissolves around Atreyu <laughs> entirely. Learn. He did learn from those oracles though, that the cure for this was that, they needed to give the Empress a new name, but it had mm-hmm. to come from a human child, which I thought Atreyu was a human child. Um, apparently not. Purple buffaloes. Doesn't mean I'm still he can't not be convinced human. they're not aliens. But well, again, that's kind of weird because later, on, like very shortly after, he finds the Ivory Tower floating in space. Yeah, 
uh, goes to it, the childlike empress is still there, and she's like, "No, no, the boy has been with you all he's along. He's a star. Man. He's here. <laughs> he's with us, and he must give me a new name. And the new name that Bastion gives her is Moonchild. Yeah, apparently after his mother. Let the sail, let the wind out of the sails on that one. Yeah, for all that build up, it was kind of, yeah. I don't know, kind of weird, but. She makes good points that, like, well, no, it's a never-ending story because he's reading our story and somebody else is viewing his story. Uh-oh. So it makes it very fucking meta that, like, that he's a like movie it. and... Holy shit, I just realized something. What? The people listening to us are on the fourth level of this. Fuck. Oh, shit. It's a never-ending story. Oh, my fuck. And then they tell their friends about our podcast... It becomes no a one does that level though. story. No one does that. I'm trying to <laughs> subtly hint at it. But, um... And then uh, oh. he gives her a name. He gets the last grain of sand from Fantasia, which apparently grants him unlimited wishes. Mm-hmm. And the first one is to ride Falcor over Fantasia. This the is where second I'm convinced one, he breaks from reality. The second one, yo, he's definitely like in some. He's like, in a rubber. Room. He was found with foam coming out of his mouth after because yeah. the book was laced with LSD. It's some obscure <laughs> fungus. That is actually a really dark, cool twist on the story. There's a lot the, of those that the old man in the bookstore drugged him. Ugh. I don't want to imagine why. From LSD. I don't want to know why he And he find him. him foaming at the mouth, and they put him in a mental hospital. That's but not foam. the second wish <laughs> was that he rides Falcourt down the streets of New York City, I think. and They don't say where. It's like a big city. It looks like Oregon to me for some reason. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. We got way different vibes from that city. Yeah. And he scares the bullies and everyone else on the fucking streets. Like, and they jump into a dumpster. And now it's the second wish. There's your plot. Not to wish your mom back. <laughs> There's your plot. Yeah. Now, this and kid this... knows about gins. He knows that if he brings mom yeah. back. Or he's seen Pet Cemetery. True. There's True. never, it's never, you can't bring people back from that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the plot. He says that there's a part where he comes back to the real world, but that's part two. Okey day. We'll get back with you in a second. All right. So let's talk about the cast here. Cast facts. Bastion was played by Barrett Oliver who was also in Cocoon. He was in Frankenweenie. Did oh I watch that with God. you the other day? No. I watched that with someone. I thought it was you. Nope. Uh, he was in Twilight Zone, Knight Rider, and the like 80s Incredible Hulk TV show. <laughs> do, 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 do. Bastion's dad was played by Gerald McRaney. He was in the new A-Team movies. I never watched them. I didn't either. I don't watch the old ones either. That's the one with uh, fucking Liam Neeson in it, right? Yeah, uh, me thinks. Uh, he was also he was also in uh, the Shooter TV show. Never watched that. Like Mar- I think Mark Wahlberg played Shooter. In no, that was movie. a that was a movie. Yeah, it, but this is the TV, TV show. Oh, oh, it was the same same thing. thing. Oh, yeah. wow, that's dumb. He was in that Netflix show that I didn't watch called Santa Clarita Diet. Never heard but of it. It's about zombies. <laughs> I think. Uh, he was You're doing a great job. I've never heard of any of House this. of Cards. I have that's heard of that. That's where you recognize. Was that the English one or nope, the, the American, American one. one? Okay, that's where you recognize them. He's also in Longmire and Justified and Deadwood, which are all like Western cop shows Mm. that I've watched. Uh, Deadwood, I don't know about for sure, but he was also in The Incredible Hulk and uh, he was in Roots, like the 70s TV show. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Deep Roy plays Teeny Weeny. Who the fuck is Teeny Weeny? He was wearing a top hat. Oh my fucking God. Of all the characters, you look at that guy who was in it for like five minutes? Uh, You'll understand why when I get done. First of all, you should know him because he's from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He is the Oompa Loompa. <sighs> yeah, but that was a terrible movie. He's also in New Trek as Keenzer. 
Panzer. Oh, is he the fucking he's the little alien uh, dude? Little alien, the little alien who runs around with Simon Pegg. Oh my god! Yeah, he's also been in the Corpse Bride, Transformers, X Files, the 2000 Grinch, uh, Doctor Who, Return uh-huh. to Oz. He was a character called Droopy McCool in Return <laughs> of the Jedi. I don't know who that <laughs> is. Someone called Droopy McCool. Yeah. He was in He's got to be in Jabba's yeah. palace. He was in Dark Crystal. He was one of, the, one of uh, Princess Aura's pets in Flash Gordon. Oh, my God. Uh, and he did stunt work on Leprechaun 6, Back to the Hood, which is a fucking classic. We may skip Leprechaun 1 through 5, and I may <laughs> just make you watch Leprechaun 6. Also, I just Googled Droopy McCool. Tell oh my me, god! I don't know who Droopy McCool is. It's show me a, a picture. Big white alien dude playing a an oboe. Oh, that's so fucking part cool. of the band. Now I understand the McCool part. Oh my god! Uh, he also did it, stu- Google it right now, listeners. That uh, is horrifying. He was also stunt work in uh, Matilda, Poltergeist Two, and Hook. Which Ooh. we got to do Hook soon. We, we keep, keep saying Hook. You keep saying Hook that and, and Tropic Treasure Thunder. Island and Tropic Thunder, Muppet Treasure Island. Get it right. All right, uh, Noah Hathaway played Atreyu. He was in this movie called Troll in the 80s as Harry Potter Jr. His father in the movie, Harry Potter Sr. It's a magical story that has nothing to do with Harry Potter. But that's 100% where she had to have gotten it from. Not 100%, but it's likely. Yeah, very likely. Fuck. He was also in Mork and Mindy, and he was in the original Battlestar Galactica. Show. I haven't seen that yet. I can't. I, I like the I like the new one or the remake rather. And Patricia Hayes played Urgle, who was like the old woman in the hut. She was in Willow, which I still haven't seen. Oh, uh, I saw that when I was like seven. I have a copy of it. I haven't seen it. Okay, Noah Hathaway basically almost died several times in this movie. <laughs> Here, twelve year old, yeah. do stunts. <laughs> he almost lost an eye during the uh, fight scene with Gamork. Uh, one of the claws actually went through the thing and almost stabbed him in the eye. It fell on him, and he had lost his breath. had the breath knocked out of him. and uh, So that cut on his chest at the end was probably real? Probably real. <laughs> yeah. he. Uh, they only did one shot of it because they were like, we can't really kill a kid. I mean, it, it was shot right. in Germany, so they probably could kill a couple kids in this movie. It does not matter. Just, just get it out of here. Yeah. Uh, he also got thrown off a horse, and it stepped on him. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why they drowned it in the swamp. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a real real horse death. Well, also, while they were doing that scene, his leg got caught in the elevator and he got pulled underwater. And they pulled him out just in time. He was, like, unconscious. <laughs> yeah. So this was the most expensive <laughs> film ever produced in Germany at the time. Yeah, how many films had they produced in Germany? Uh, Let's not go down that road. I know some historical stuff about German. Oh. Yeah. Let's not go down that route. We're not going to go down that yeah. route. Yeah. For, I didn't say any of that. I didn't ask that question. Yeah. All right. Tammy Stronach. I guess that's her name. Wow. That's the childlike empress. That's disgusting. Who's played by an actual child. I just made a childlike <laughs> joke. She got this joke. Or she got this joke. She got this job because she was in uh, theater classes and her teacher was actually friends with the production executive. Hmm. She's and in it for a solid, like, what, five minutes? The whole last ten minutes or so, yeah. <laughs> uh, she thought she was auditioning for a play and didn't know it was, like, a, a massive motion picture. Yeah. I mean, how old was she in the movie? Like, 12? Like, 11 or 12. Something like that. All right, when this came out, it was also the most expensive film ever made outside the U.S. or the Soviet Union. It's so weird. I did say during this that, like, I really, like, the, um, I know it's old school effects, they but it really up. worked. Yeah. Like, whatever green... Because they were using real film, and that's like... I I know, just based on my knowledge of that shit, it's pretty fucking hard. I don't know how it's done, 
but it's not just like using it like boop on a computer. Magic. <laughs> Do you believe it? All right. So uh, the original RN, which is like that necklace. RN. Yes. Uh, that actually hangs in Steven Spielberg's office in a glass case. That's pretty cool. What did he have to do with this like movie? Spielberg did he direct it? I don't know. <laughs> I can't Google that kind of it's shit. Cast facts, not director facts. Uh, yeah, Noah Hathaway actually owns and operates a tattoo parlor in California with his wife. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I saw some pictures, like, not even a week ago of him and the lady, the chick who played the child, like, Empress, like, grown up. And like, hanging just, out? Just weird. That is weird. It's like the 30th anniversary or something. Something like that. Uh, so, Falcor is actually a 43-foot-long motorized creature, and he had 6,000 plastic scales and feather fur. Okay, his that's head, where the cost of this movie went. Yeah, his Fuck. head is three feet tall, and he has a giant tongue in his mouth that pops out. By the way, it was directed by Wolfgang Peterson. Cool. I mean, Wolfgang. Wolfgang Peterson. All right, so the guy who wrote the book that this is based on did not like the film version of the story. He didn't want his name in the opening credits. They put him at the very end in small little letters. <laughs> Classic author. Yeah, and he actually tried to sue them to get him to take his name out, and he lost the lawsuit. <laughs> That's funny. That sounds to me like the guy who wrote the Witcher books. Yeah, the game was the guy's name. He, he's pronounce. like, oh, it'll never be. And, and yeah, a long story. We'll talk about that when the yeah. Witcher comes out. But. So Tammy, whatever, who plays the child of Empress, lost both her front teeth right before they started filming because child. I thought they kind of looked weird. <laughs> she wore fake teeth and they made her, she had a lisp. I actually genuinely, as I was watching, I was like, her teeth look weird. Yeah. <laughs> this was also shot in Germany's hottest summer in 25 years when it was filmed in 83. I think it was released 84. Before Which global makes warming. makes this movie much older than us. Yeah. Uh, obviously, this is part one of the original novel this is based on. This is... Never ending story yeah, two. It, it's is, funny. You told me there was a uh, there's a second part to this movie when at the yeah, end three, and I was like, I was like, I didn't know there were any sequels to this. Yeah, the second one, I don't remember exactly what happens in it, but I don't know. Some fantastic. <laughs> You're so bored shit. talking about it. You start yawning. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I know that they had to have a complete new cast because everyone was supposed to still be kids, but it took several mm. years in between, so everyone's different. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> They could just do the Star Wars thing and just make everyone a bunch older. They just didn't. Cause. They just replaced everyone. Ugh. So obviously the childlike Empress is only childlike. She's actually been there since the beginning of stories as they were told. Mm. Which also leads me to a pet theory that I'm going to discuss now because fuck it. Falcor. <laughs> uh, if she's an Empress, that implies that she had to build an empire. Which means at some point True. she was probably leading troops and taking over other shit. Okay. Okay. That'd no. Be cool. No. I don't think that's necessarily true. I don't true. think that's true, but I want it to be, and it sounds cool. She led the. I just uh, want to see like an eleven-year-old girl leading troops in a battle, and like polar bears with chainsaws are killing people and shit. Because it could whatever you want. For some reason, I'm getting golden compass vibes from that image. Sharks with freaking laser beams <laughs> in their freaking heads. <laughs> hey. According to their own lore, all of that in- is included saying. in Fantasia. Yeah, you can do whatever you want, bro. N- now that you imagined it, it is in Fantasia. Yeah, it happened. Deal with it. Okay, so there's, cannon is cannon. there's an internet rumor that the horse actually died in the Swamp of Sadness scene. Uh, it's bullshit. They tried to give that horse. I mean, that's did- good. That's a yeah. good thing. Don't get me wrong. Damn. That would have just been a really funny fact. He ended up being Ikea meatballs. <laughs> Ikea meatballs. <laughs> Um, no, they actually gave the <laughs> horse to uh, Noah Hathaway, but he couldn't bring it home because... Germany. Well, he had to like go through customs That's and what I'm shit. Saying. Yeah, it's, it was a whole fucking thing. Probably hard to get a horse from Germany to the U.S. <laughs> during a... Was that during the Mad Cow thing? No, this was way before Mad Cow. Yeah, that's true. I'm dumb. Anyway. Anyway. 
All right, so the theme song we've talked about before, actually, because the guy who sang it was Lamal. He was the lead singer of Kajagoogoo. He sings that song. Sha, sha. Oh, hush, hush, yeah. We, I never I never retain that fact. Yeah. He's got the same hair as David Bowie. That's probably the Labyrinth. third time you've told me that on this podcast. Yes, it's at least a second. Um, anyway, whenever that music video came on in different countries, it would depend on if they like if they played in Britain where Lamal was like famous on his own, they would put that in the credits. And mm-hmm. if it wasn't, they'd say it was Kajagoogoo that did the song, even though Interesting. they didn't. Yeah. And huh. the metal that's weird. Metal ish, metal core or whatever. They're not metal. The but the band Atreyu took the name from this movie. Oh, uh, that's cool. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Atreyu. Yeah. Alright, we'll be back in a minute with some theories and such. Alright, so I only found like one theory about this movie and it's kinda lame. Basically <laughs> You'd think there'd be a ton. Well, okay. So apparently in the first cut of this movie, you can't hear what he's yelling when he yells. Which is why I kind of stopped right and told you about it. I guess in this version you can hear it. I guess it depends on what country you watched it in growing up. Mm-hmm. So the theory is when they didn't have any, when you didn't hear anything. The theory is that that's left blank intentionally, so you, so you have to imagine it. Yeah, I kind of wish that was what it was, putting you in the story. Also, I thought it was pretty clearly hinted that he was going to choose his mother's name, mm-hmm. which I doubt was Moonchild. Well, because he had said, well, again. <laughs> He said my we mother ta- had a beautiful yeah, name. We did yada, talk yada. about it. This is the 80s. His mom could have grown up in a hippie age, and yeah, her know. real name could have been Moonshot. I don't think she would have married a down-to-business, you know, mustachioed fellow in the beginning. A lot of those she was guys hippie, but... were like that because they were wicked and wild in the 60s. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he went to Nam and it fucked him up. Oh, God, yeah. Which is probably why his son's crazy, too, because dad did a lot of LSD. Dad's got a lot of PTSD as well. No, dad did a lot of LSD. LSD and PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they say LSD could be an actual cure for PTSD. Well, not if you take too much of it. Very true. <laughs> it just melts your brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. All right. So this is your first time seeing this in forever. Mine too, actually. Yeah. I think I you, think I was less than 10 years old when I first watched what this. What did you like? What was your favorite? I honestly... So <laughs> I genuinely liked... Um, firstly, I mean... Just from a statistic, like not a statistic, like a f- functional standpoint, the acting in this was actually pretty great. Um, I liked the practical. There were like three actors in this movie, <laughs> but I'm but I'm saying they did a great job. Yeah. Like I like uh the uh, what's his name the kid reading the story I can't remember Bastion. Bastion. The the actor there. Oh, you know what? I think his actual name is Sebastian, but everyone calls him Bastion. Well, on the IMDb, it's just Bastion. So yeah, I know. But uh, but it makes more sense. But his like like. Pretending to read a really interesting story, like you, you, you feel the feelings he's feeling, and he's just acting. Don't make me feel feelings. <laughs> I'm gonna say he's just moving his face around, and that's like, that's nobody like a makes me bleed my own blood. Nobody. You get what I'm saying, <laughs> uh, and I like that. I like, um, I like that it's just kind of like a spin on the hero's tale. Okay. And it's and it's kind of the meta of it all. I lo- also loved how meta it got at the end. Yeah. That that was like. Yeah, I'm in the story too. <laughs> Personally, I really like the world building. That's true. There's I like a that. lot of world building. That's just a good the point. scene where they have the council all together. Yeah, and they don't so tell awesome. you shit. It's, it's just, just like that scene is. in Flash Gordon, actually. Yeah, where they just like are in the Emperor's court. I kind of missed that from like the. That was a very '80s thing to do. Like, here's the shit. Like Star Wars starts that way. Here it is. Fucking deal with it. I mean, if it would be like if Lord of the Rings, you pop in there and there's a council meeting, and then yeah. you only walk off with the hobbits. You don't oh, ever see. Man. You don't see any, uh, you know, elves or yeah. whatever after that. That'd be pretty similar to that. 
But the eighties weren't afraid to do that. It was cool. They were they weren't afraid to just tell a story, and they didn't have to think that you had to understand everything. Yeah, which I respect that. Yeah, it's hard to. do. I also respect the other way, like the whole George R. R. Martin way of doing things. I respect the Where shit. They tell you that. everything. Actually, yeah. Tolkien did that too. He told yeah. you everyone's great great grandpa. Yep. And- yeah, yeah. Like Tolkien, George R. R. Martin, they did the opposite of what this does. And eighties did that for a lot of movies. Just here it is. Fucking watch it. Well, that's my gripe with Legend that we'll cover eventually, too, where they don't really tell you much about it. You're like, okay. I hadn't really heard of that until you mentioned it earlier, so. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one. We'll watch yeah. that one eventually. All right, what did you not like? Oh, man. I didn't... Okay, here's a nitpick. The whole science guy scene. Seemed very un... They're a little weird. Very unnecessary. Like, if he had just been told that stuff by Falcor or the Ancient One or something like that, it was just, I guess, this nice little, like, break from the movie. But, I, I, honestly, I lost interest. So I, I got a call as well during that part of the movie. And I just Speaking got of which, Falcor is essentially what would have happened in Lord of the Rings had they taken the eagles. <laughs> Think Falcor, about it. Falcor is the eagles. He literally flew him 10,000 miles overnight he's what, while he's he was He's what happens when the eagles and those Nazgul beasts merge. <laughs> That hurt. Child of the Eagle and Smaug. <laughs> yeah. It's my closest Nazgul scream. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, yeah, there were some logic gaps in this that really kind of fucked me up. Yeah. Like, yes, okay, I get it. He was passed out for a few days and they went 10,000 miles. I'm willing to let that one On go. On the back of a dragon. Here's the one that didn't make any sense to me. When he goes up to the Sphinx, and that's the plural of yep. the word Sphinx, um, when he goes eye. up to those and that one dude gets completely laser eye melted yeah. for being less than like perfect or yeah. whatever. And who the fuck was that guy? Why did they shoot laser beams at Atreyu? Potentially. They always shoot laser beams, but that time they shot to miss. I guess. Or Han shot first. Yeah. I thought you were Greedo. <laughs> no, I, I don't get that. Like, I, you're right. I didn't get that either. Yeah. Either they don't. Either he's the hero they're looking for or he's not. Yeah. I think it was more like um, they were testing uh, Sebastian's like level of his metal almost, whole, yeah, his yeah, to the whole story to see if he's the one that can give the princess or the empress. See a if name. he'll keep reading past a really stressful point in the story. Yeah, or that was just drama invented to get him hooked so he believed that he yeah. was part of the story. Although he did throw the book when Atreyu yeah, looked in the mirror this. and saw him. I would too. I can't say I wouldn't either, but... Yeah. Also, I have that whole theory that if you know you're in a story, mm-hmm. skip ahead and write some shit and see if it comes true. Yeah, you mentioned that. Then you can manipulate the whole world. Granted, he gets to anyway because he gets the grain of sand. Yeah. But I would just be like, okay, and I'd write ahead and fucking you write know, myself... You they'd probably a, punish you for that because I'd that's have a, cheating. I'd have a badass sex scene written in there, though. <laughs> but I'd be writing it without looking because I don't want to read what's going on ahead. So I'd probably fuck it up and end up having to... Yeah, it'd be weird. It'd probably be with Falcor. It'd be very messy. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I like children. Oh, that was so creepy. And he kept winking at him. It was so creepy. <laughs> That's another thing I didn't like. And, it, and <laughs> nitpick was Falcor was really creepy. I mean, how do you do a giant luck dragon? I don't fuzzy know. Fuzzy dragon, also, luck dragon thing. Like we mentioned, he made like three luck jokes in the movie. He, that's probably all he ever does. Yeah, is make jokes about luck. He's definitely a dad. There's some little <laughs> Falcors rolling around. But as far as fan theories, we're fans of this movie now. I have a theory. It's just cooking in my head. Um, like I, I, I think I mentioned it earlier. Is like this could all be like drug induced. I honestly think this is him going crazy. Yeah. 
Like, he has a break from reality. Yeah, like an actual mental break. Like, he realizes, he gets to school, he realizes he's missed a math test, and his dad just gave him a talking to about missing school. He got his ass school. kicked that morning. He got his ass his kicked that morning. His mom died the day before. His mom died fairly recently, apparently. It could have been the day before. We it don't could even have know. Been, I don't think so. I, think I don't it was, either, it's but it could have been. probably been a couple of weeks. This is the 80s. He's like... Walk it off, kid. Walk it off, son. Throw some, rub some dirt on it. Uh, and nobody's, these bullies are literally beating him up in the streets, and drink, no one is doing anything. Drink some eggs and suck it up, kid. Yeah. Eat some egg and <laughs> shut no, the No, drink some egg. Yeah, drink some raw egg. Again, it could be oh, drug-induced, oh, it could be panic-induced. What if this whole thing is salmonella poisoning in his brain because oh, he's eating raw eggs? because his dad keeps feeding raw eggs. The whole movie eggs. is just like, don't eat raw eggs. That's the whole point of the actual movie that no one caught. That's a fan theory. We solved it. We solved it. We fucking solved it, guys. <laughs> but honestly, it could be him having a mental breakdown. It could be LSD-induced. It could be... Maybe he hit his head when they things. threw him in the dumpster. Ooh, that's a nice theory. Yeah. Or there was a hobo in there with some LSD. It's got to have LSD. This has to have LSD involved. I know I've mentioned it like 600 times. Or somebody times or so. like did something to him and this is trauma Ooh. to get himself over it. His dad. Like a real dark. His dad, the store owner. There's probably the bookstore owner. Michael Jackson. The, it's probably the bookstore owner because that's where it all started. Could be Michael Jackson. It's probably Michael Jackson. Yeah. That, that documentary is coming out next year. <laughs> yeah. Gross. <laughs> but uh, yeah, would you recommend Call Never Ending Story? Call Oh yeah. You gotta see it. Yeah, especially as an adult, if you saw it as a kid. We have to do part two. I don't think we're gonna do part three. I don't remember it being. I've never good. seen either of those. I didn't even know they existed. I know part two seems good. I don't know. I can't remember. It's been a long time. I don't remember much about this one. I did recall Falcor's voice being deeper though. Me the too. Weird thing. Me too. I yeah. think it's because Family Guy did a little skit on it, and Falcor's voice was like, "We're going down." Yeah, and that's where I remember creepy. it from. So, I don't know. Anyway, well, thanks for listening. Yeah, this is never ending. Never ending. (laughs) Goodbye. Thanks for listening to The Fluent Nerd. Go ahead and please join us next week. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Fluent Nerd. If you like what you heard, go ahead and please leave us a five star review wherever you're getting your podcast. And also tell your friends about us. Like, seriously, Uh, text one right now or shout if you happen to be in public. You can send your feedback, show ideas, or behind the scenes stories to thefluentnerd at gmail.com. And we want to give a very special thanks to our musical talent, Sean Ryan. Go ahead and check him out on Instagram, SoundCloud, and Facebook. Facebook, and we'll see the you guys. His eyes will stay closed until someone next week. who does not feel his own worth tries to pass by. <laughs>